Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome in. Uh, let's have a good show today. Yep. Excited for a Tuesday. This league does not sleep and uh, the this team does not sleep. It, it sh- This is the time of year, Austin. You mentioned it like this should be a rather a, a little bit of a lull before free agency here. But the National Football League takes no prisoners, waits for no one and is always chaotic. So if you're joining us for this show this morning, make sure you share the show and you help us out by going to Facebook, clicking the share button, putting it on your profile, sending it to friends going to YouTube and sending that link out to people or putting that on social media. You can retweet us at A to Z Sports. There's a lot of ways to support, to share, and to get today's show in front of as many eyes as possible. So find a Titans fan in your life. Find a football fan in your life because this is a lot to do with the league in general this morning. Uh, And introduce them to the A to Z Sports family. That's the best way to support. Sharing is caring as always. All right, let's get it going officially. Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is our Titans reporter, Sam Phelan, uh, in this morning for Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media as we are Nashville's On Demand Sports Talk Network going live weekday mornings on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the show segment by segment on our Twitter timeline at A to Z Sports. And make sure you follow us. Uh, for more Titans content on Instagram and TikTok. We do have to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out all of you like Wilson County Hyundai. Make them a part of your new car buying process by going to see them in Lebanon or simply at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care, and Farm Bureau Health Plans. Get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. That means better coverage rates and service Learn more about a health plan for you at fbhp.com slash ATOZ. But Sam, before we dive into what Lamar Jackson would cost the Tennessee Titans if uh, they are interested in bringing in the former NFL MVP, I do want to get to this. Um, I, 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 comment, I try to comment on YouTube pre-show each morning. Hit the thumbs up. Give us the like on the show. Uh, but we've got somebody on YouTube that doesn't believe that's the real me. It, real me. It, it is the real me. That is me on YouTube. So when you see that in the comment section, that is me. Uh, and I'm now confirming that that is in fact me in my YouTube account. There is a fake uh, YouTube account going out there that is not me, but that one's me. So I just wanted to clear that one up. So again, we've got a lot of people watching already and uh, not nearly as many people watching or who have liked hit that thumbs up that are watching right now. So hit that thumbs up button uh, for us. And we'd appreciate that greatly, but Sam, to kick it off, let's get to this Lamar Jackson story. The Ravens officially put the non-exclusive franchise tag on their quarterback, Lamar Jackson yesterday. That means Lamar Jackson's salary is $32 million for the 2023 season. Now there is some things that can change with that and the non-exclusive franchise tag. Let's go to Ian Rappaport of the NFL network who explains the difference between uh, the two franchise tag options. 
That's right. It is very significant and very specific as far as how the non-exclusive tag works. Let's start with the exclusive tag. That is generally only applied to quarterbacks. And what it means is he is our guy and you can't touch him unless they do some sort of trade. In other words, the team controls everything. It is basically you are just signing him to a contract and that's it. And that is more expensive. Would have been more than $45 million for Lamar Jackson. Then there is the non-exclusive tag, which almost everyone else gets and which Lamar got. It is lower, $32 million. It also includes uh, a, an option where another team can step in, sign the player to an offer sheet, basically sign him to a contract, and then get him from the team that franchised him for the price of two first-round picks. So basically, you come in, if you like Lamar Jackson, you sign him to a big deal, presumably fully guaranteed. You then give the Ravens two first-round picks, and then he is yours, except they also have a chance to match. So what the Ravens could essentially be doing is, we think Lamar Jackson's market is this. If another team comes in and sets it, signs to offer sheet, okay, maybe we'll just match, get a contract with our guy, and move forward. That process starts early next week and can continue deep into the season. And certainly it ramps things up, ramps up the conversation for all teams, knowing that on some level for some compensation, Lamar Jackson is available. Ian, thank you. So, so Sam, that's Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network. That was from this morning. Uh, so, you know, Rappaport said that could go deep into the season. The deadline for when a player has to sign a franchise tag and the deadline for when a team could present an offer sheet for any player that was franchise tagged this offseason is July 17th. So if you remember uh, Titans fans from the offseason of 2020, uh, when Derrick Henry received the franchise tag, uh, that deadline was July 15th for the Titans to extend Derrick Henry or for him to play on the franchise tag. John Robinson, the Titans, and Derrick Henry's side of things got an extension done before that deadline in July but so for Lamar Jackson, July 17th is that deadline. So where, so that, and that, that's a strange thing, right? Like a quarterback of Lamar Jackson's caliber, having an, an up in the air type in, in limbo situation that could go as deep as July 17th, which is like 10 days before training camps begin, uh, could be pretty strange here, Sam. So what's your overall thoughts on the Ravens and, and going with the non-exclusive tag on the former MVP, Lamar Jackson. Well, it feels really non-committal from the Ravens, like kind of in a, a weird choice, I, I think. You know, if they felt confident Lamar Jackson was going to be their quarterback next year uh, and they were committed to getting a, an extension done with him, the non-exclusive tag really doesn't make a ton of sense to me because you've just opened yourself up for uh, – a lot of things to go south in your negotiations with him and potentially lose him. So like you could have given him the exclusive tag, made sure you, you locked up the fact that he would be your quarterback next season and then proceeded to negotiate exclusively with Lamar Jackson uh, as your future quarterback uh, and a future quarterback that's going to get a long-term deal. So to me, it almost feels like the Ravens are wanting to grab two first round picks for Lamar. They're wanting to get this compensation uh, and move away from his contract because like it just very odd to me that a, a franchise quarterback an MVP quarterback uh, that has been in Baltimore and that knows their system and that has 
had a good amount of success with John Harbaugh over there would not be getting the exclusive franchise tag, but then they're also claiming to be committed to working out a long-term deal. I don't think those two things match up. Yeah. So I want to get to some comments here before I respond to that. Uh, Noah gives some uh, Sam lunch money here. The Ravens are trying to convince Lamar. His request is unreasonable by allowing him to negotiate with other teams. And, and I think that's a good comment uh, of trying to, Hey, Hey Lamar, you're, and I think Titans College is the same thing. I think this is the Ravens trying to make the point that his market isn't what Lamar thinks it is. So two comments uh, going along with it. And Jerry says, sounds like they're letting the market set the price. And I also uh, want to go with, uh, you know, kind of responding to what you're saying about this is a non-committal uh, move by the Ravens. I, I kind of disagree. I, I think this, this is the Ravens having a different type of situation where the difference between the two franchise tags is $13 million this year. Like that is a massive difference for the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens, kind of like the Tennessee Titans and somewhat like the Las Vegas Raiders, are not that rich when you're comparing them to the other NFL owners. And so like they're not as independently wealthy outside of the NFL as – you know, the, the Cronkies and, and all these other owners who can go, you know, you know, you know what, down the toilet, uh, $13 million. So if you're, if you're going with the non, if you're going with the exclusive franchise tag, not only do you have to commit to paying $45 million immediately to Lamar Jackson, you have to also understand that that's going all on your salary cap for this season. So that's giving the, the Ravens a, $13 million wiggle room of, all right, you know, $32 million in one year. That's, that's palatable. Like, you know, we can do that. Like, because when guaranteed money happens, the team has to pluck that money and put it in an escrow account and not touch it just in case uh, the player, something happens and they have to, to give that and pay that money out immediately. And so I think that's more what it is, is the price differential in the exclusive and non-exclusive. And then going along with what a couple of our commenters said is that, let the market dictate what the price could be because this is a complicated situation because Lamar Jackson represents himself. He does not have an agent. And so there's a player who holds himself in a high regard as all players should, and all players should go get as much money as they could possibly get, especially guaranteed, but a team saying, well, the last two seasons you've missed a lot of the end of the year with knee injuries and if we're going to, if you're wanting all this guaranteed money in your upcoming contract, we have to make sure that we can protect against your potential injuries because of what happened the last two years and not put the franchise in a terrible spot. And, and what's the longevity of Lamar Jackson as well, who's a quarterback that puts his body on the line and all that too. Um, and Tress says on YouTube, if Kyler Murray got paid, so will Lamar. I don't think this is, Lamar is not getting paid. I think it's just uh, how much and how much guaranteed and by whom. But that's the issue that I have with this. And okay. this is why I view it as non-committal. It is you might sit here and say objectively, well, they're letting the market decide his value and they're using the market to tell him his request is unreasonable. I think Lamar Jackson's going to find uh, the market is just what he wants it to be because somebody is going to pay him. Somebody is going to give him that deal. And if you need confirmation of that, 
a couple hours later, Daniel Jones got $160 million from his own team. So like, where is the market for a quarterback? It's 160 with incentives to go up to like 190 something yeah. Yeah. for Daniel Jones. So like sure. what, what is MVP Lamar Jackson at yeah. higher than that? Right. Uh, and, and with as many teams as we know need quarterbacks and are going to be making phone calls about him, regardless of the fact that they came forward, Atlanta might not pursue him. Some of these teams have said they're not going to somebody will. And so if you're the Ravens, you've now opened yourself up to strain on your relationship with Lamar, but also somebody overpaying him, somebody being desperate enough to go get him. And then you being in a situation where now you can't negotiate on what you believe market value is or what Lamar believes market value is. You have to negotiate as if or, or pay what other teams are desperate enough to pay. And, and, and so that's the problem that I have with it. Um, somebody's going to, it always happens in free agency. And I don't think it's a, it's a logical uh, thing. If you, if you are committed to bringing him back to thinking this is how you get the best value in the deal. Yeah. I already get to, to that point in a second. Ty says Austin seems to believe the Titans can afford what it takes to win a Super Bowl. I, I, I don't think the Titans have as much cash to go out and buy a Super Bowl the way the LA Rams did. They, they don't, but that's just the fact there. And that's a different, completely different topic that we can uh, pencil in and, and save in our back pocket uh, for later on. But Sam, there, there's not just the price of whatever Lamar Jackson's contract is going to be long-term. There's the price of the two first round picks that whichever team decides to negotiate with Lamar throw out that offer sheet has to understand that they're going to pay whatever that contractual number is. Plus give up two first round draft picks uh, to go get Lamar Jackson. That's a different level of price uh, as well. Yeah. So, I mean, that would be some from the, the acquiring team's perspective, but from Baltimore's perspective, like that would be another reason why the exclusive tag made sense. Sure. You can, take the two first round picks if he signs somewhere else and you don't want to match the offer sheet. But if you had him and were basically making him up for grabs openly on the trade market and taking the highest bidder, I think you get more than that, right? Like I think you, I think you get more than two first rounders. So uh, you could have exclusively tagged him and still yeah. tried to shop him around to whoever the highest bidder was in the trade market, then let them work out an extension on their own negotiations with Lamar. What I also think other teams would be more willing to say, all right, all right, Baltimore paying 45 mil. We'll talk next year. <laughs> you know, it's like, it, you True. know, like and put the Ravens in a terrible financial situation by calling their bluff and say, yeah, pay the guy 45 mil. Uh, it just we'll it kept later. everything on the table for me. Like you still could have traded him. You still could have negotiated, uh, you know, a long term deal. You could have stuck with the one year contract and the the large large cap hit that would have come with it. Um, but I, right now, if, if you were to put a like gun to my head right now, what where is Lamar Jackson next year? I don't think it's with the Baltimore Ravens. All right, so where could it be? Could it be the Titans? So let's ask this question because we've got Titans fans in here watching. Are you thumbs up or thumbs down on the Titans signing Lamar Jackson and giving the Ravens two first round picks? Are you thumbs up or thumbs down on the Titans signing Lamar Jackson and giving the Ravens two first round picks? Uh, we'll get to your comments uh, here in a second. I see Noah has also jumped in uh, some more lunch money. So I'm going to make sure I, I favorite that comment. So we can go back to it after we get everybody's answers here, but thumbs up or thumbs down on Lamar Jackson. But first let me tell you guys, 
about two thumbs up, two thumbs up on Wilson County Hyundai. They can make it happen for you when it comes to your new car buying process. Go check them out at in Lebanon or at their website, wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Right now, they've got some great deals for the Santa Fe, the Tucson, and the Sonata. Zero APR for the next 48 months for you uh, on the 2023 models for those vehicles. So you can go check those out. Go see your guy, Payne Bone, because he does a fantastic job of helping you out financially and whatever vehicle you're looking for, for your lifestyle, your needs, your objectives with your new car. Also, because they're in Lebanon, they don't have to pay those downtown prices. And so that means you get to avoid the downtown prices with Wilson County Hyundai. So check them out. Go see Payne Bone and his team in Lebanon or at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Today's show is powered by BetMGM, and, and this is a fun time for football news, but it's also a fun time to sit down and watch some basketball Uh, And even a wager that misses can still be a slam dunk with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Place an NBA one-game parlay with four legs or more. And if you miss just one leg, you'll receive up to $25 back in bonus bets. Just opt in to the promotion on BetMGM's app or website. With the one-game parlay, you can make selections within a single NBA game from tons of bet types, including team and player props. You opt into the promotion, then place your NBA one-game parlay of four legs or more, and it's up to $25 back in bonus bets if one leg misses. Nothing worse than the one leg missing in a parlay. So BetMGM.com and the BetMGM BetMGM app and opt in to the NBA one-game parlay promotion. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only new and existing customer offer. All promotions, subject to qualification, eligible requirements. Rewards issued at knowledgeable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days. And for problem game sport called Tennessee Redline, 800-889-9789. All right, Sam, asking the question, and we'll I'll send you the comments here now. Are you thumbs up or thumbs down on the Titans signing Lamar Jackson and giving the Ravens two first-round picks? I see over... 130 comments since we've asked this question. So Sam, uh, I'll send you to the chat, Facebook and YouTube. What they got. All right. We got a uh, Wilbur with thumbs up. Tyler says thumbs down. Tiffany is thumbs way down. We have down from Arthur down from Steven down from guy down from uh, another Steven down from tighten up down from Jake down from Tyler down from Andre, down from Eric, down from Jonathan, thumbs down because of the money. We have a thumbs down from Steven, thumbs down from Jerry, thumbs down for Titans. Kyle, Caleb gives us our first thumbs up with a lot of thumbs up from Caleb. So there we go. Uh, Keenan says thumbs way down. Uh, we have a thumbs down from Jared, thumbs down from Mark, like six thumbs downs from Robert, three thumbs down from Scott Weaver. Uh, up from Alonzo, down from Jody, down from Ramon, down from Jeff, <clears throat> down from Don, down Damn. from Ron. We have up from uh, Wilbur changes his answer. Now Wilbur's okay. going thumbs up now, clarifying down from Bork, down from CJ. Jonathan's down. Orlando is thumbs up. Hold on, hold on. I saw that one that says down and then said we got Malik. Like there is like there could not be a bigger difference in the level of quarterbacks than Lamar Jackson and Malik Wells. Maybe a, a little bit bigger of a difference if you throw if it's Patrick Mahomes or, or Joe Burrow or Josh Allen uh, and Malik Willis. But I mean that's that's a massive massive gap for whoever that commenter was there. He said uh, the Titans got Malik, so they're thumbs down on on Lamar Jackson. 
We have a thumbs down from Johnny Lee. Uh, we have a down not even worth discussing from KG. Well, we we are discussing it, so uh, a little too late for that there, KG. A little thumbs down for AC, thumbs up for Jimbo. Uh, uh, we have a down. We have up, super up from Arsenio, down from Josh, down from Nate, down from Brad, down from DeFresh, up from Denise, up from Fred, up from uh foster we have up from nardo up from alex so okay. got some more ups here yeah. later on a lot yeah. of people were passionate to get involved early with the thumbs down including yep. uh patrick boyd okay so austin i can't yeah. even get to all of these comments no, these it's things are flooding in yeah um so i'm gonna read a couple more comments because uh noah had his lunch money this is why the deshaun watson deal killed the above market lamar is a five years, $250 million player, but it should be 160 in, t- in salary and, and 90 mil on the signing bonus. Uh, and then Ryan says, uh, thumbs down. He cannot develop a wide receiver. Can't push the ball down the field unless tight end is a security blanket. Now it's not necessarily Lamar Jackson's job to develop a wide receiver. I think the Baltimore Ravens uh, organization as a whole has not done the best job well, in evaluating given wide receivers to develop. I yeah. Mean, like, I don't think don't he's been them. <laughs> yeah. And, and they've drafted wide receiver. You know, I like Rashad Bateman uh, who dealt with a lot of injuries this past year uh, as a second year guy. But I also feel like some of the, they've given Lamar like gadget receivers like, Oh yeah. Devin Duvernay. Devin Duvernay is fast. He's explosive, but he's not developed as a, uh, a wide receiver prospect then you got a guy like hollywood brown who again fast small you try to get those gadget guys because you think oh my gosh how fun could it be if lamar jackson has all these running backs in the backfield to do all these different misdirection and deceptive moves and then have hollywood brown just flying down at four two speed well it doesn't work when those receivers can't stay healthy and can't run route trees and so there's a lot of things that go into that but sam i am thumbs down on the titans going after signing Lamar Jackson to an offer sheet and giving up two first round picks. I think right now there's just too much other stuff that Rand Carthon has to figure out. And the Titans are not in a position to go for something like this. The offensive line is abysmal. The Titans pass catching unit wide receivers and tight ends are just a little bit better than the offensive line situation that I just said was abysmal. And so you've got Derek Kinner in a one-year deal. I think, And we'll talk about the trade reports and rumors coming up in our second topic today. But for Lamar Jackson, there's just too much other moving pieces that would have to fall nicely into place for the Titans to be able to do something like this. And so, look, I think, the money on the back end of it is not really what bothers me. It's the combination of the money you would have to pay Lamar and the two first-round draft picks that you'd be giving up, plus what happens there with Ryan Tannehill. And so with Ryan Tannehill, if you go after and get Lamar, you probably aren't going to be able to trade Ryan Tannehill after acquiring Lamar because now you have no leverage. Teams are going to force you to release Ryan Tannehill, which makes you eat money and rather than trade and get something for Tannehill because you just gave up draft picks. So if this were to happen, in my opinion, trading Ryan Tannehill would have to happen first to acquire assets. Then you'd have to obviously negotiate with Lamar. Understanding the Ravens could then match your offer and now you just trade away Tannehill and don't have Lamar. You got to figure that out. 
and then if you do get Lamar, you'd have to give up those two first round draft picks. And how are you going to be able to pay Lamar Jackson and then fix your offensive line and wide receivers over the next couple of years without two first round draft picks and without the cap space because Lamar is eating up however much uh, that his new deal will take. So that is why I am thumbs down um, on this overall. Well, important question from Noah right here, Austin. Does it have to be your next two picks? Is this 2023, 2024? Is it 24, 25? It's all about the timing, right? You know, if if a team wants to uh, do this before this this year's April, late April draft, they've got five weeks to do that, right? So if, if you get this done the next five weeks, you're giving up 2023 and 2024. If it waits until after the draft and you go May or June or early July to do this, then yeah, you're, you're giving up 24 and 25 first rounders and you've gotten your first round 11th overall pick or whatever the hell happens. But now you're in a spot where you're waiting until May to try to figure out what your quarterback situation is. You're going through rookie mini camps and OTAs and maybe a mandatory mini camp with one quarterback. And then you're cutting or trading Tannehill and bringing Lamar and you're already halfway through the offseason and program. And there's just, there's just a lot of stuff going on that I just don't think the Titans are a team in the position to do something like this. Well, listen, by your logic that you kind of broke down where they're not in a position to do it, you would have to be against them making a move at any sort of quarterback. Like you would have to be in the Ryan Tannehill camp because you, you can't move up in the draft to go get a guy if you're not in a position to surround him with things. Would you agree with that? Yeah, and and I think if uh, over the course of – our off-season conversations ever since the Titans lost to the Jags in week 18 in early January, which is now about two months ago, I have been on the side of it's probably the best to either keep Tannehill or find a way to trade away Ryan Tannehill once the Jets rumors kind of presented that as an option. I think I'm okay with the Ryan Tannehill trade away, and if you don't do that, then keeping Ryan Tannehill for 2023 is probably the the best of, of any option. I am not the one. I saw some some people comment and saying that I was all in for Aaron Rodgers. I was not. That was Zach. So when you watch our show and we've got multiple people on here, try to keep our opinions straight. Zach is all in on Aaron Rodgers. I am not. I was also not all in on the Tom Brady aspect. I have been more about either keep Tannehill or trade Ryan Tannehill and then if you do trade Tannehill, then you try to move up or get one of the top three slash four quarterbacks in this draft. Um, but again, that there's again, you're right. A lot of things that go into that, but that's how I feel about the situation overall. Well, here's how I view it. Um, MVP quarterbacks in their prime do not become available ever. Like, this is a very, very rare situation to find this good of a quarterback at this stage in their career available to make your franchise quarterback uh, kind of in free agency, essentially. Yeah, you have to give up the draft picks, but Austin, how I kind of logically break this down in my head is run it backwards. Do it backwards from how we've presented it, where it's you give give him this long-term deal and then lose these draft picks. What would you say if uh, the Titans traded their first rounder this year and their first rounder next year, two picks for Lamar Jackson, and then extended him? I think a lot of people would have it view it in a different light because it's trading the picks and then extending your own guy. 
versus signing the contract and then losing the picks because of it. So this makes logical sense to me. I am a thumbs up on this. Guys like this do not come around very often. Yes, the Titans have a lot of issues they need to work through. They have a lot of holes they need to fill around Lamar Jackson. I do think Lamar Jackson can help mask some of those issues, at least for the time being, until you can get to an, a different offseason and rework some of your cap to surround him with maybe a better O-line or some better wide receivers. But the quarterback is the priority. It is the most important position in sports. It is always the most important position in sports. The Titans don't have one that's good enough. Now, Lamar Jackson hasn't won a Super Bowl either, but he's an MVP quarterback entering the prime of his career here. He he is still, he's had some injuries. When he's on the field, he is still that guy. So when I look at it, two first round picks and a big deal is a win because the Titans have their franchise quarterback for the next while like a very long time of Lamar Jackson here I think he fits perfectly with like what would be better for Derrick Henry and to take some tread off of his tires to extend his prime to help him be successful in 2023 than Lamar Jackson I'm not sure there is an option um I just it's too good of an opportunity to not capitalize on and make your best run at right now. All right. So, uh, uh, Bo says, uh, Sam, I, I like the way you think if I can get the comment to pop up there. Sorry about that, Bo. Uh, and then MB says, Sam, they can't trade him unless he signs the tag. Why would he then Tennessee? May so I think MB, you misunderstood what Sam was trying to say. Sam was saying, let's rephrase or reposition how you view this. And, and I, I agree with you. If, Let's just say the Ravens did not franchise tag Lamar Jackson, that he was under contract, right? It would cost more than two first round draft picks to trade for Lamar Jackson. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think so. Like, I mean, what we're talking about going to get Aaron Rodgers, like, and, and a lot more fans, I feel like, were, are bought into that narrative than they are the Lamar Jackson narrative. And that is a 30 whatever eight, nine-year-old quarterback, 37, however old Aaron Rodgers is. 40. <laughs> even worse, right? So that's a 40-year-old quarterback that uh, acquiring him would almost guarantee you owe him $50 million or near $50 million in two seasons, like three years from now. Like you're taking on so much guaranteed money, you're still probably giving up your first-round pick. And it's, well, he's Aaron Rodgers. He makes you better right now. Lamar Jackson on the open market is a your first this year, your first next year, a second, another two, a three. Like it, it is a haul of picks going to Baltimore. If you can get him for two first round picks, especially when you have a need at quarterback right now, you can even save a little bit money by releasing or trading Ryan Tannehill. And Austin, don't forget that if this were to play out after June 1st and you release Ryan Tannehill, when you make this move, you save $27 million, not just the 17 or it's an extra bump sure. in money that you're now saving off of Ryan Tannehill's deal based on when this uh, hypothetical Lamar Jackson uh, signing and then exchange of draft picks happens. So like there's a timeline where this works out really well for me. And like I said, it's an MVP quarterback that that is a once in, in a lifetime 
or once for some franchises, it really is. But like, it, it is a really, really rare opportunity to get this guy at this stage in his career. But, okay. But Lamar Jackson was an MVP four seasons ago. Like, so there is a, an aspect to this of how, like what, how much, how far can you go back to still consider that uh, the player, that guy, right. And Lamar Jackson won his MVP uh, in 2019. Uh, I mean, he had 36 touchdowns, six interceptions passing. Then he ran for 1200 yards and ran for seven touchdowns and threw for over 3000. I mean, that's a, that was a hell of a year where he accounted for 4,300 yards and 43 touchdowns uh, to just eight turnovers. That's incredible. But that was in 2019. That was the season right before the pandemic. He's then had another season where he had a good season in 2020 in 15 games. In the last two years, he's had good, good stats for the most part, but he's been unavailable in the month of December and January where Two years ago, the Ravens missed the playoffs because they lost six in a row because Lamar wasn't playing. They were basically the Titans of this year. The quarterback goes down, they lose every game. Other injuries happened, but they lost every game. They missed the playoffs. This past season, he went down, and they still made the playoffs, and they scrapped and clawed their way in Cincinnati and nearly won a damn playoff game without the guy. And so is he still the MVP quarterback from 2019 in 2023 and in 2024, and 25, and 26 for when you're going to sign him through. Because now you're talking about a long-ass time and a lot of seasons with a guy who has struggled with lower body, soft tissue, knee injuries, or whatever, PCL strains that can or can't heal uh, You know, over six weeks. Like You're dealing with a lot of stuff. And that's where I say it's not worth the squeeze for the situation the Titans are in. If this were the Titans a couple of years ago, when you felt better about your O-line, maybe this is when the Titans are trying to sign on Ryan Tannehill. Now it may make more sense, but I just don't think it does right now. Well, I do think he is still that guy. And I think the fact that Baltimore has struggled without him is a reflection of that. Like, I mean, Tyler Huntley did an okay job. Pro bowler Tyler Huntley did an oh, okay job at, at, uh, leading the Ravens this year. But I mean, you mentioned it in the past when Lamar goes down, the Ravens season is over. And, and that when, is a, a, and, a you're saying that, and when, when Ryan Tannehill went down, the Titans season was over two years ago. When Derrick Henry went down, Ryan Tannehill helped his team get to the number one overall seat. So there's a, again, right. So the same thing that we just said about Lamar, you said about Ryan Tannehill. Well, and so you, you've I think it's got, a little bit. I think it's a little look, bit different. I, I think I, I, I think Lamar the, is an upgrade over Tannehill. I, I think the writing first. was on the wall for this Titans team before Ryan Tannehill went down. I mean, you can make the argument he was playing through injury for a lot of those middle of the season games from that first injury against the Colts, and that's maybe why they didn't look as good. But I felt like the writing was on the wall for this team. And if you watch this team play, it was kind of a matter of time of like, how do they keep winning? We, they were seven and three. We were saying, how do they keep winning right now? Uh, and then all of a sudden they stopped winning and those close games started to go the other way. And then Tannehill gets hurt. And that is the spiral. I, I think it's a different thing than Lamar, who went from being on a dominant Baltimore team uh, in 2019 and 2020 and started the year dominant in 2021 
or yeah, 20 and, and then goes down. They miss the playoffs. The, this past season happens. They scuttle and barely limp into the, into the playoffs. Like he is that guy to make that offense work and to go. You made another point that remind me of your other point here real quick, because I had something uh, that I felt really strongly about. Now I don't remember. You're going to have to remind me of what my, what my other point was. I, I don't recall. Well, oh, well, okay. So I, I don't know. Here is, I got it. Okay. Um, you said they're not in a position to do it right now. It's not worth the squeeze. I I just feel very strongly that you have to be willing to dare to go and get your guy in order to get a guy. Like it is very very hard to luck into a superstar quarterback. These guys don't just fall down at the draft. So you sure. either have to be the worst team in the NFL which does, does anybody really believe the Titans will ever be the worst team in the NFL under Mike Vrabel as their head coach? I certainly don't. Uh, that It's very, very hard to reach that point, and you have to have a lot of turnover from the current talent level on the roster. You either have to be the worst team in the NFL or get incredibly lucky. And if you're not in one of those two buckets, you have to be the team that's willing to dare to go make the move. The, the, the NFL is structured in a way that you can reset things rather quickly if something were to go south. And, and I wouldn't let fear of what could go wrong prevent you from going to get a potentially MVP franchise changing quarterback. If you live in that fear every offseason of, well, what if this doesn't go right? What, what if we mess this up? What if the worst case scenario happens down the road? Like you cannot operate and prevent yourself from going and making these big splashes out of fear for what might happen out of oh. pessimism. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah. Well, yeah, you're, that's never gonna, you, you're never going to win anything by sitting on your hands. I, I'm with you there. And I, I see Caleb uh, says, you know, scared money. Uh, don't make money. Got to risk it for the biscuit. Yeah. But you also have to be like, calculated in your risks. You can't just go throwing stuff all over the place and, and jumping off, uh, off of a ledge when you're not prepared to know what the consequences are. And again, I just don't think right now is the Titans opportunity to make a jump or take a risk like that. I well, just when, don't think when is the smart. time then like, when is, what is the situation to go and take that? There is, risk? There is just too, like, because I think it's because the, the Titans don't have the cap space or the draft capital capital to, fix other problems if they acquire Lamar Jackson again though I like I don't think you need to when, when it's a quarterback like Lamar Jackson I don't think you need to have the roster perfect around him like I I don't think you have to wait for the perfect situation to kind I, of I'm fall not saying wait for lap. the perfect if, I'm just saying that you're like and let me just go back and Sam I, I don't know how old you were or where you're at in 2016 no <laughs> 25th 2015 the, the year the Titans drafted Marcus Mariota second overall, Zach and I, this was pre-A to Z Media LLC, we were on radio doing morning drive, and I felt strongly by saying, I don't think the Titans are ready or prepared to properly build Marcus Mariota. I, my thought was that he would come in, he might be flashy, he might be fun, he might help you, but I don't think they are sustainably or ready to sustain Marcus Mariota with what they have around him. And it ended up being true, but it wasn't true for like three years down the road that I was right where Marcus got hurt. He got freaked out and then he was done mentally. 
but the Titans were so bare around Mariota for the first year and a half. And then the injuries stacked up that he was ruined. And I don't think the Titans right now are in a spot where their quarterback can be supported because every quarterback has to be supported regardless if they're Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Marcus Mariota, Ryan Tannehill, Lamar Jackson. They all have to have support. And the Titans don't have any support around Tannehill or Lamar Jackson right now. And it's easier to build that support if you keep with what you have with Tannehill instead of going and doing a bunch of stuff to bring in Lamar and still not have a lot of support. I think, I mean, I view it backwards. I just, I think you, I think you have to get the quarterback right. And once you have the right quarterback, that's when you can start to build around him. You see a a lot of the time, right? There might be a year where you feel good that you have the right quarterback and you're like, well, what is all this junk around him? The guy's playing with nothing, but eventually like, then you start to build around him. You have to find the right guy though. I think it's a little bit different comparing a rookie and Marcus Mariota to an MVP and Lamar Jackson that's entering his prime. But from an injury perspective, I hear you. I just, you can't wait to have every piece around him so that he might not get injured because that could happen anyway. So like it it is a matter of seizing a very, very rare opportunity for a very unique player that fits in very well. And and in my opinion, like when is the better time? Like, I don't think there's a better time for the Titans to try something than right now. I give because you that. you're in this a little bit of like an in-between area. You got the new stadium coming. You got one year left of Derek. You want to figure out where you're at, if you need to do a complete reset or not. And bringing in Lamar Jackson, trying something and, you know, giving it your best. I think there's a really good time to go and give that your all. All right. So let's, we're going to have to uh, hold on to the Derek Henry conversation for tomorrow. Cause I have something else to get to uh, about this. Cause I, I kind of brought this up a week or so ago with you, Sam, and talking about like, how did a team do this? How do they prepare themselves? So there's kind of two ways to go about uh, setting up and building around your quarterback that two teams that have been very successful the last couple of years have done it in two different types of ways. Uh, I'm going to dive into that here in a second, but first I'm going to tell you guys about uh, the bone and joint Institute. We've been talking about um, injuries quite a bit uh, here live on the show. Bone and joint TN.org is where to go when you get hurt in life. So make sure that whenever life throws that injury your way and it can happen, as we all know, in a bunch of different circumstances and you rarely see it coming. But you have to know where to go when that when that happens, and they got you covered in Franklin at the Bone and Joint Institute. They have over a dozen specialists uh, at their Franklin facility that can cover you and make sure that you're good with any type of injury. Head to toe, concussion, back, ankle, foot, knee, elbow, they've got it all right there under one roof. So check them out right there, boneandjointtn.org. Today's show is powered by BetMGM. I love BetMGM, but I hate when I place a parlay and it has one leg to go and it comes up just short. But BetMGM's helping me out with that now. Even a wager that misses can still be a slam dunk with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Place an NBA one-game parlay wager with four legs or more. And if you miss one leg, you receive up to $25 back in bonus bets. Just opt into the promotion on BetMGM's app or website. With one game parlay, you can make selections within a single NBA game with tons of bet types, including team and player props. You opt into the promotion 
place your parlay. And if it's one bet sh- or one leg short, your bet can still produce $25 back in bonus bets. So that is why they're the king of sports books. It's why I love BetMGM. Find out for yourself, BetMGM app and BetMGM.com. All right, A to Z Sports here live on this Wednesday. We got Thorn Shade coming up. I, I mentioned two examples of how the uh, of building around a quarterback the Titans can look at of you know which way do you go? Is it the chicken or the egg? It's that type of uh, situation here. And uh, Ty Kendrick says the Rams in Tampa, right, Austin? No, not not the Rams in Tampa. I'm not talking about the Matt Stafford uh, acquisition or the Tom Brady acquisition. Uh, I am speaking about the Chiefs and the Bengals because those two teams did it in different ways. The Kansas City Chiefs got Patrick Mahomes by being aggressive, right? They had a playoff team. The year before they drafted Mahomes, they hosted uh, a playoff game. Alex Smith was not that big, not that bad. They were picking 27th overall in the draft, but they knew that they hit their ceiling with Alex Smith, but they had a playoff team. So they had an O-line, they had weapons, they had a defense, they had a coaching structure there. So they were aggressive and they risked it for the biscuit to go up 15 spots in the draft to get Patrick Mahomes. or Actually, 17 spots in the draft to get Patrick Mahomes at 10 overall. That's one way to do it. The other way was the Cincinnati Bengals. If you remember a couple weeks ago, I asked you, how did the Bengals do this? Like, how did they just all of a sudden have Joe Burrow have Jamar Chase, who were number one overall, number five overall draft pick, but had a legitimate defense too. And they had to spend money in their offensive line, but they could do that by, you know, having cheaper players. Well, the, the Cincinnati Bengals benefited by Joe Burrow blowing his knee out as his rookie year. Like the Bengals were bad, got the number one overall pick. Joe Burrow showed some stuff as a rookie, beat the Titans, won a couple games, then blew his knee out. They sucked again and they went and got his best friend, Jamar Chase from college. And now they were able to have a couple pieces defensively that they were adding and building around a cheap quarterback. And then also having that injury, you could argue that Joe Burrow tearing his ACL in his rookie year was the second best thing to happen to the Bengals after being able to draft Joe Burrow. And, and you don't want, when that happened, everybody's like, Oh man, Burrow down. That looks bad. That's awful. But honestly, that's, was their benefit is that they bought an extra year of building around and building through the draft around Burrow because of the injury where the chiefs had the playoff core. And then they saw now is the time to go. And they went and they struck it so that they, it was a risky move, but it paid off for them. Yeah. I think there's an element to the chiefs thing uh, of luck. Like I mentioned, I mean, like, sure, they were aggressive. Yeah. And and they scouted Patrick Mahomes correctly to, Mm -hmm. you know, their, uh, their credit. Right. I mean, they had him as their, their, I would probably assume their favorite quarterback. They went and got him, but there was also an element of luck that, uh, the other teams ahead of them missed on Patrick Mahomes. Right. And the Bears drafted Mr. Trubisky, the Texans drafted Deshaun Watson, and they kind of left Mahomes, uh, there for the the chiefs to take. So that was, you know, the, no. that was their benefit, right? I like that doesn't happen very often that the best quarterback in the draft and the generational quarterback in the draft is available at 
10 overall or wherever Patrick Mahomes yeah. went. And I believe Watson went 12th. Or oh, I, did he go after? Did he yeah, go after Watson Mahomes? went 12th. Uh, Mahomes went 10th. The Chiefs jumped from 27 to 10 with the Buffalo Bills. The Bills went back to 27 and drafted Tredavious White. Right. The Tennessee right. Titans drafted Adoree Jackson at, at 18 when they could have drafted Tredavious White at 18. Uh, so there's a lot of things that went on in that draft. But here's another uh, situation too. Josh Allen. Seventh overall. He was yeah, a third right. quarterback drafted in his draft as well behind Baker and behind Darnold. And then Josh Allen went to Buffalo at seven. And the Bills got that because they waited on their quarterback situation uh, the year before when Mahomes went. So, you know, there's a lot of different everything, right? There's a lot of variables that go into it. Everything has a ripple effect or a domino effect. You can go all the way back to what would happen if – Nick Saban and the Dolphins were able to medically clear Drew Brees from his shoulder injury back in 2005. How different would the NFL and college football world be if the Dolphins medical team said, yeah, Drew Brees' shoulder is fine. And, and then everything that happens after that. So, you know, there's a lot of things that go into it. But I think for the Titans, that's why I, I just don't think they're ready. I don't think they're ready to acquire a veteran quarterback in this fashion because they don't have anything around them. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I don't know. I just, I, I think if they go get Lamar Jackson, I, I think there are concerns. I think there are things that you're worried about. You're nervous about, but at the end of the day, we sit here and we say, Ryan Tannehill's not good enough. And you have to raise the standard for your franchise and for your quarterback play. Um, and so this is an opportunity to do it. And this is an opportunity to uh, find a guy that can change games with both his arm and his legs and, you know, put him in an offense with Derrick Henry and try and say, hey, we're not afraid to take the big swing. Go for uh, go for it all and see if bringing in an MVP can really shake up the ceiling of what our team is. Our run first offense, right? That might be a little bit different if you have Lamar Jackson at quarterback. Yeah, well, and, and – uh... Sorry for interrupting today because I'm a little antsy after I have a couple shows where I don't talk or I'm ready to get a bunch of things off my chest. But here's also another thing. This is a hypothetical. You can you don't have to answer it fully right now. But like, what if the Titans did move and get Lamar Jackson? Do you do, how do you feel about Mike Vrabel, Tim Kelly, OC, and the offensive coaching staff around Lamar Jackson to be able to maximize his skill set? Like, do you really think that they have? the coaching staff in place. Now there's new pieces on the staff, right? Charles London's new quarterback guy uh, you and running back guy, kind of. Then you've got uh, Pat O'Hara's changed roles. They've got a new running backs coach who's got play calling experience. They have uh, a new tight ends coach where Tony Dews moved over there. So there's a lot of moving pieces, but do you trust that the Titans offensive coaching staff can actually excel with Lamar Jackson? I don't know if I like trust it. Like I like I don't know if I'm confident in it, but I would say like the tight like the Titans don't make that move if the coaching staff isn't confident in what they're able to do with him. Yeah, so it's sure. a move that you make with an idea of how you're going to incorporate him into an offense and a clear vision for how you use him. So uh for like I don't know. I mean Lamar's such a unique player that uh Tim Kelly and these other guys probably don't have experience dealing with anybody like him right he's kind of a a what very kind of unique sort of player I guess Justin Fields is kind of the comp right now of a guy that just has that speed and can be that thousand yard rusher but um 
I, I would say you make the move knowing and having a good idea about what system you put in around him. Yeah. Uh, Lamar says, or, or Valentino says, Lamar's game forces you to change. And I, I, I agree true. with that. Um, you know, Mr. Jones goes all caps says Lamar has peaked already. If the Ravens don't want him, why would the Titans? And, and I also saw this from Dwayne earlier in the show, Baltimore doesn't even want Lamar. Why are we talking about this? I don't think that's the case at all, guys. Like, I think, I don't think this is, this is Baltimore not wanting Lamar Jackson. I think if you ask the football like staff, do you want Lamar Jackson here? They would say absolutely with a, with a different word in the middle. If now you go to the business side of the Ravens is, do you want Lamar Jackson? Yes. But how much does it cost? What's the, it's what's the guaranteed all the business sides that go into it. That's where the the Ravens are in a weird spot. Cause as we talked about uh, at the very beginning of the show, it's the non-exclusive tag versus the exclusive tag. There's a $13 million difference for the Ravens. The Ravens are now okay with $32 million for 2023 or seeing what another team can set the market at for Lamar and then either matching it or gaining two first round draft picks. I think that's how the Ravens feel about it. I think if they had their football answer, it's yes, we'll want Lamar Jackson, but the organization answer is sure. But uh, for how much? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it's a value thing. You mentioned ownership out in Baltimore and what they're willing to spend and what they're willing to commit to. So I think every team is different and at a different spot and how desperate they are in certain franchises uh, that haven't had a quarterback in a while. You know, the Ravens have been very fortunate going from Joe Flacco to Lamar Jackson, which I know people make their comments about Joe Flacco. Is he elite? Funny debate, but they won a Super Bowl with him and they had a lot of stability at the position for a very long time. And now Lamar Jackson has given them relative stability for the last uh, four or five years now. Um, so, like, there are also franchises that haven't had a quarterback or a franchise quarterback in however long over a decade. And those are teams that are going to be hunting for him. And, you know, Washington comes to mind uh, as a potential team that could be seeking him out. They've been going through this, this carousel of quarterbacks as their starter for the last bit and it hasn't worked. So uh, finding stability at the position can be prioritized differently by different franchises and the, the dollar that you're willing to pay for that might change as well. All right. A to Z sports here live on this Wednesday. We'll find out how this Lamar Jackson conversation continues uh, with the Ravens doing the non-exclusive tag on him for $32 million for 2023. Uh, what teams are interested? We already know several or not. What do the Titans feel about it? We'll probably never know unless they make a move. Uh, and so uh, let's go ahead uh, and continue to monitor that situation overall. And we'll talk maybe more uh, over the next couple of days about the Derrick Henry situation. Didn't have time for it today. Had to kind of move that, save that in our back pocket uh, for, for maybe Thursday or Friday. Um, and so we'll get to that later on about the conflicting reports when it comes to Derrick Henry. But Sam, it is time to throw some shade on this Wednesday. I said earlier in the show, I've been sitting on a certain shade for like three weeks uh, and I'm ready to get this thing off my chest. But first, I'm going to tell everybody about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Plan on them for your health, dental, and vision coverage. Uh, they've been serving Tennesseans for now over 75 years and can help you out and make you think differently about your health plans. Uh, Zach did the same thing about a, over a year ago at this point now where he was looking at his health coverage. Then he checked in with Farm Bureau Health Plans, and then he saved 20% every month on his coverage and got better coverage for that lower rate 
and it has legitimate service. They can help you uh, jump into adulthood. We've talked about that. Farm Bureau Health Plans has a great reputation of serving the senior citizens in your life. But now what they're doing is helping the young adults uh, grow into what they need to do with their health coverage after learning and how to get off their parents' plan, how to go find the right plan for you in whatever that situation is. So they've got you covered across the state as well. Check them out on their website for health plan for you, fbhp.com slash ATOZ. Today's show is powered by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Even a wager that misses on BetMGM can still be a slam dunk and an, author- an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. You can place an NBA one-game parlay with four legs or more, and if you miss one leg, you'll receive up to $25 back in bonus bets. Just opt into this promotion on BetMGM's app or website. With one game parlay, you can bet a variety of bets. That's uh, player props. That's team props. Whatever it is, you make your parlay. You opt in. You place the bet. If it misses and it's just one leg that misses, it's up to $25 back on bonus bets. So make a bold pick on your next parlay with BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help help you make appropriate choices visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions 21 years of age or older to wager tennessee only all promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements rewards issued as a non-withdrawable bonus bets bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance for a problem gambling support call tennessee redline 800-889-9789 Shade, Sam. Time to throw some shade. So if you've got shade, uh, come on in the chat and bring it. Uh, let's see more shade. I'm going to read from you guys uh, in the chat here. I see Wilbur saying shade on the Nashville SC game is at three o'clock on Saturday and he still doesn't have his season ticket member gift. Hmm. I, I want to make a Nashville SC game in Geodis Park this season. I did not have a chance to do that last year in the inaugural season, but I definitely want to make that happen. Uh, but I kind of have some shade on that because, Sam, I don't know if you've looked at the schedule. They only have, like, one home game in June. Like, June is when I feel like I could go, May or June. But they only got one home game in June, which is kind of weird. But that's that's that point. Have you been to Geodis Park yet? No, I'm very, like, unplugged from uh... – Major League Soccer. I don't know much oh. about it, but I, I have heard great things about Nashville SC and Geodis Park. I've heard it's a just a really, really good time. So I've not been, but uh, yeah, that would be something that I think would be fun to do for sure. Yeah, Big Ten Jeff says dual shade, shade on A to Z for not hiring or asking him to cover Jacksonville. <laughs> and he goes, he lives here in Jacksonville. Also shade on Bryce Young for wearing platform shoes to the combine and not throwing. I did. Did you see that image of Bryce Young at the podium? He was wearing like super tall, uh, like workout shoes. It fit my narrative. I I, I know that they were. Uh, I I heard that there was for the noble sponsor, right? Because that's yeah. like every a lot of people were wearing them apparently. But yeah, between that and then him walking in next to a six foot nine tight end on his way into the combine, uh, yeah. Bryce Young's team needs to like re- rethink what they're doing over here because people are taking photos and videos that just make him look even shorter and even yeah, worse. But, so. but again, like when they're when they're measuring him at the combine, he's not wearing shoes, guys. Right. Like, no, it, I know. It, it's yeah. just it, it was funny because this is pre-measurement, right? So like yes. we haven't heard. I, I also will say too, like, is he fooling anybody? Like adding 15 pounds of just straight bulk and then not working out or testing because he knows he can't test well at that size because yeah. he does not play at 204. 
Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Jimbo <laughs> says shade on shade on the Ravens for disrespecting Lamar and making the dumbest NFL move in history. Uh, Alonzo says shade on the Titans if they don't give two way too first round draft picks for Lamar. It's worth the Super Bowl. Um, let's see more shade. Den- Denny- Denise says shade on paying Daniel Jones big money. Yeah, that's a it's a good one. That's uh, that is definitely a very fair shade. Um, let's see. Matt says shade on these fools that think the Titans can actually afford Lamar a new O line and resigning Big Jeff. Hey, Sam's got an article out at a to z sports.com on our brand new website that I that we mentioned on Monday. Um, that uh, you can save money by signing Jeffrey Simmons to a contract, yep. uh, right there. So, uh, common misconception Jeffrey Simmons would not hypothetically doesn't cost the Titans any extra money on this year's salary cap uh, with a contract extension might actually give them a good number for next year's salary cap too. So yeah. go take a look at that article, uh, a to z sports.com on how the Titans can save money and extend Jeffrey Simmons shade on all fan mock drafts. You all are idiots from John. Look, I, look, fan mock fans can do mock drafts. It's just trying to like, I, I think it's ridiculous to excitement. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous to consistently post your mock drafts. I'm like, hey, what do you guys think? I mean, they're exercises. They're fun. You're trying to learn. It's based on team needs, but come on. Um, Mr. Jones says, shade on fake news about Derrick Henry being shot when he clearly wasn't. We'll talk about that more maybe throughout the week. Nardo says, shade on the Tennessee weather. Great yesterday, uh, not so today. Denise asks, what's the new website? Uh, we mentioned, well, we put this out officially Monday late morning. And then I don't know if you and Zach had a chance to talk about it some yesterday, uh, but our new website uh, that we launched uh, mid last week with the arena group uh, and associated with them uh, as our new publisher. Very excited about that. So check out the the website with the, with the, go ahead. It's it's the same website. It it is still a to Z sports.com. It's just a new look, a new model for it. Uh, It looks very clean, very professional and and they help uh, building the brand a lot. So it's same website, Denise, a to Z, same spot you would go for everything else. It's just, you might notice it looks a little bit different. Yep. New uh, launch, fresh website there too. All right, Sam, my shade is on TweetDeck. And I know this is a very inside media shade because I don't know how many people that don't do what we do use TweetDeck. TweetDeck was a tool that I've used for, I don't know, probably 10 years since I've been in media where I can see so many different things on one browser. I could see my own newsfeed. I could see A to Z's notifications. I could see my notifications. I have lists for teams that I cover for who covers them for those news to filter through. I can have a section for my likes that I can stash things and save them for later as a file cabinet. But TweetDeck completely changed three weeks ago with no notice because on TweetDeck, I used to be able to have all those things at my, at my fingertips within multiple accounts. Cause I manage multiple Twitter accounts with A to Z sports, but now TweetDeck has changed where you can only access one account at one time. So I either have to be on my personal account or A to Z's account. If I want to go see a Vols account we have or a Philly or a Dallas or an A to Z NFL account, I have to completely swap the users, which means I cannot monitor everything at once like I could four weeks ago. It's driving me insane. I can't stand it. It makes it harder for me to tweet out the segments in the show. It makes it harder for me to share things. It makes it harder for me to stay up on top of stuff. 
tweet deck changed drastically and it's making my life a little bit more difficult. It's not that big of a deal. I understand, but it is a new nuisance to I love me this. on a daily this. basis. This I is why Shade was created because it's not a big deal at all, but it's driving me insane. And I had to get that off my chest. Yeah, I love that you sat on that for three weeks for just like a slight inconvenience. And it's, not a, it's, it's an everyday inconvenience several times a day of an inconvenience. Uh, I just, you know what? That I mean, that's fair. You might have to just start going the regular way, like like the rest of us do. I never really understood TweetDeck. I was oh, always amazing. just a regular I, I browser got a dick guy. To TweetDeck, and now I'm going through my withdrawals. I mean, that's yeah. exactly like TweetDeck is a drug, and TweetDeck gave me content and sensory overload and i was addicted to it for nine years maybe they're doing a favor if you were addicted to it maybe they're just no, but i up. need it sam <laughs> that that's what an addict would say <laughs> i know but sam i need it i need it because i need to be able to see all these different things at one time yeah well my shade is Similar to yours, I mean, it, it is a slight inconvenience that has just been irritating me. Well, I, I'm going to shade the wind because uh, that wind <laughs> that happened the other day bothered me. And it caused a lot of problems where, for whatever reason, since we had that one day that was just knocking trees over and messing up a lot of the uh, greater Nashville area, my Wi-Fi slash signal slash whatever just happens to stop working at random times throughout the day. I, I can be sitting there on a stream like this right next to my Wi-Fi router, right, which is an arm's length for me right now. We'll be good. And then just randomly, all my phone calls are dropping. Can't get on the Wi-Fi. You can't load anything. Random websites are not working. Like I, I doesn't have <laughs> access to them. Like it's very, very weird. Second shade, shade on Twitter because – at this point, why are we still having bugs that like, yeah, I, I will give them credit. They fixed it rather quickly, but like right as all this Titans news was dropping on Monday and we were trying to make sense of the chaos, Twitter decides to stop working and you can't load pictures and see things how they should be, which when you're in media is kind of a problem. So shade yeah. on Twitter, shade the wind. Uh, I would prefer it if things would just run smoothly from here on out. Yeah, it's... uh it's pretty rough. Um, you know, and for Jack, like Jack Gentry had to host the show on Monday at his parents' house because I don't know if Jack has power or Wi-Fi right now. Still, like he because Jack I dealt was with, do the I mean, show I dealt with, dealt with that during the cold, right? It's like it went out, and I, right. everybody else was like, "Oh, it came back on a couple hours later." I was sitting there the next day, like it's getting kind of cold in here. I don't know what to do anymore. I, I, yeah, it was like negative something degrees outside yeah I, yeah problem and we need to get it fixed but again those uh those are very you know uh small nonsensical shades but that's what shades for it's just the little things in life that kind of like poke you and it drives you crazy uh but it's really not that big of a deal all right guys uh no Devin says no we know jack lives with his parents no jack does not live with his parents <laughs> yeah jack actually has farm bureau health plans uh, you know, once he graduated from his parents' health plans and went to fbhp.com slash ATOZ to get his health coverage, Jack has a place and uh, Jack has just not been able to cook food, uh, do work with internet or really do anything else because of that crazy wind on Friday that threw a lot of things literally up in the air uh, in Nashville and made it pretty wild. So, uh, but anyway, so that uh, that'll wrap it up for 
uh, this Wednesday show. Appreciate all of you guys being along. Uh, gonna have a ton of stuff the rest of the week, Thursday uh, and Friday. You never know what's gonna happen with A to Z Sports and with uh, the Titans news cycle. As next week, Monday morning is when all hell will break loose because the legal tampering period will begin Sunday night. And next week is going to be a doozy. So make sure you uh, stay locked in and keep all of your notifications on for when we go live and for all of our content. Uh, and make sure that if you're not already subscribed to our YouTube channel, like and follow us on Facebook and give the show that like button. Hit that thumbs up before you head out of here. We got a lot of people watching and not nearly enough likes on YouTube or Facebook as I'm looking right now. So make sure if you're watching now and you haven't hit that like button, please do it for us. That helps us out tremendously. We'll see you guys tomorrow morning on a Thursday. Appreciate it as always.